The Red 78. Once we were back, we were back for a period That was of when the televisions were in black and white, Quinn. Yeah, that's but right, was, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big buttons and no remote. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Off the ball, daily. Hello and welcome to today's Rugby Daily. It's Richie McCormick here with you rounding up the day's rugby news. A little bit later than planned because of course Emerging Ireland were in action against the Pumas down in Bloemfontein in the second match of their South African tour. A 28-24 victory for Emerging Ireland. A pair of tries from James Culhane protecting their 100% record on the tour. But it wasn't easy for Simon Easterby's side today. Really put to the pin of their collar. Particularly in the second half. But it started very brightly on six minutes. Shea Mullins broke the deadlock with the first Irish try capitalising on a break instigated by Antoine Frisch and we saw Captain Kean Prendergast held up inches from the line. Jake Flannery added the extras to Mullins try and less than five minutes later Ireland doubled their lead with James Colhan crossing the line for his first try of the match. Flannery again converting. On 13 minutes Pumas had their luck. Shane Kirkwood yellow carded and Ireland made hay. Flannery got in on the act with Ireland's third try just three minutes after that yellow siding through space after some fine passing inside the Pumas 22. The Pumas got back into the match on 19 minutes. Andre Fouché scored their first try. The conversion was missed. They picked up their second 10 minutes later, this time from their hooker Edwin Schwart. And into the second half, things calmed down ever so slightly. James Culhane picked up his second try of the match after some fine play and offloading from Ulster second row Cormac Izuchuku. Flannery again added the extras. There was an hour on the clock when the try of the game came. Puma's centre, Sebastian de Klerk, finishing a brilliantly pacey breakaway. Five minutes later, de Klerk again turned on the afterburners down that left flank, moments after the Pumas had turned Ireland over inches from their own line. 28-24 was the scoreline with the conversion, with seconds remaining. Replacement scrum half Ben Murphy intercepted a pass destined for de Klerk, denying him and the Pumas what would have been a match-winning try. 28-24 is how it finished and next up for Emerging Ireland. A meeting with the Cheetahs on Sunday. Easter be hopeful that John Hodnett will be fit for that match. The Munster man ruled out at the last minute from today's game with a knee injury. He was replaced by Scott Penny. Now, unfortunately, there's plenty of bad news around today and the fire sale at Worcester Warriors is about to become a reality. An English High Court judge took just 22 seconds to wind up WRFC Players Limited, the company that looks after the Warriors players, as that company was separate to the one that took care of all other club matters, which entered administration last week. The players were left in limbo. Some had already agreed loan deals elsewhere. Worcester Director of Rugby Steve Diamond wrote on Twitter today that this is the darkest day for English rugby. He added, we thought we could turn the tank around but it's ended up like the Titanic sadly the ship has sunk the captains are nowhere to be seen player contracts now look set to be cancelled meanwhile the RFU have given Worcester a stay of execution regarding their relegation the union say they'll continue to speak to administrators and potential buyers during the course of the next 24 hours to ascertain the possibility of a new buyer taking over in time for them to allow them to compete this season the RFU also added that they'll liaise with the administrators seeking to allow the University of Worcester Warriors women's team to continue competing in the Premier 15s. Continuing the theme of financially troubled Premiership clubs, Wasps have filed a second notice of intention to appoint administrators. A statement by the Premiership club revealed talks are at an advanced stage with their investors. They're facing a winding up order over an unpaid tax bill worth £2 million. They're also struggling to repay a £35 million bond that was raised to help finance their relocation from High Wycombe to Coventry, that back in 2014. 
Now to worrying results from a study conducted among Scottish rugby players that found the risk of motor neuron disease was 15 times higher for rugby players compared to the general population. 412 former Scotland internationals born between 1900 and 1990 were compared with 1,200 non-players of the same age and ex-players were twice as likely to develop dementia, the study found, and more than three times more likely to get Parkinson's disease. Dr. Willie Stewart led the study and had a stark warning that their data was largely taken from the amateur era and that increased instances of head injuries and impact rates will have an even worse effect on players of the current generation. I am genuinely really concerned about what's happening in the modern game and whether, you know, in 20 years' time, if we repeat this study, we may see something which is even more concerning. Um, and I think, you know, rugby is, has, has, you know, talked a lot and is doing a lot about head injury management and, and talking about, you know, whether it can uh, reduce impact exposure during the week. I think those conversations have gone on a while and the pace of progress is pretty slow. Um, what looking from the outside in, I think this, this should be a stimulus to them to really, you know, pick up the heels and start making pretty dramatic changes as quickly as possible to try and reduce risk. Um, you know, instead of talking about extending seasons and introducing new competitions and, you know, global um, seasons, they should maybe talk about restricting it as much as possible. So cutting back in the amount of rugby we're seeing, getting rid of as much training as possible. Um, you know, things like that have to be addressed pretty, pretty rapidly. Stuart was also asked by Sky Sports what immediate changes he would implement to address the issues raised by the study. One is look at what's happening during the week um, and just say now, Contact training during week, um, during season, during the competitive season, should be ver- viewed as virtually a thing of the past. Um, you know, they should be really getting rid of it as much as possible. I think at the same time, though, they need to look at the number of matches that are being played and ask: Is this is this credible that, that you know young men and women can be playing week in week out for uh, you know majority of the year um, at, just for entertainment? Is there a way that we could trim back on that exposure? There were changes made fairly rapidly in American football, which which were pretty effective, actually, uh, including getting rid of, of contact training as much as possible during the season. I think it's it's virtually uh, non-existent now. I think rugby could be you know could be you know speeding up this pace of change. I know it's it's tough to think about you know there being less rugby than more, but maybe maybe you know maybe less is more. Maybe, maybe you get a better quality uh, product. You know you see better quality rugby. The the, the players are are less damaged and fitter. Uh, rather than than uh, depending purely on quantity, um, so I, I think, but I think rugby has to think about it. Um, you know, you can't continue to put young men and women through what what they're being put through. Now we know, you know, even from the amateur era, there's this risk of of genital brain disease. This study follows a survey by England's Rugby Players Association that found that 50% of 180 former professionals believe they are suffering from long-term cognitive problems. Only 33% of those experiencing such issues had sought expert help and only 14% any diagnosis. Over 80% of those with such concerns said they would consider seeking expert help. Now, let's hear from Keenan Knox ahead of this Friday's derby at the sports ground. The 22-year-old has been given plenty of chances to impress so far this season, having been involved in all three of Munster fixtures to date the South African born prop was asked what it's like to be a young player having to bide your time in a setup like Munsters when you're in the situation where you, you want to play as much rugby as possible and you're trying to put your hand up obviously when the decisions don't go your way and and that you there can be a lot of frustration to that and um, biggest thing I learned in terms of having to adapt to that is patience and kind of uh, being able to transfer that energy into somewhere like um constructive and just 
basically looking and trying to get better all the time. So when I wasn't getting selected, then I, I had some extra room to, uh, to try to do some training. I could do some extra gym sessions. I could force my energy into, into other areas of trying to get better. And basically, ultimately, if I'm not getting selected, there's obviously some opinion or some reason why I'm not getting selected. So it's up to me to change that. So when I do get my chances, take them with both hands and make sure that that uh, that doesn't come or happen again, that I don't get selected. So that's the way I kind of approached it. And I, I just like to try to stay as positive as possible, but I, I would be lying if I said there wasn't frustrations. And Knox was also asked what he expects from Friday's contest against Winless Connacht. It's always a fairly feisty Interpro. There's always, with any Interpro, there's a little bit of... Uh, Behind the scenes, everyone knows each other pretty well, so there's always a bit of a bit of grit and a bit of uh, pushing and shoving that can happen around it, around the game. But um, no, everyone's definitely switched on. We know the task coming up. I know Connacht have had haven't had the best start of the season. Like we were in some position last week where we hadn't had a win yet, and they're coming home now. It's the first home game of the season as well, so we know they'll be coming out firing. And they've got a point to prove. So. We're definitely ready to stand up to it and hopefully build on last week and keep the season rolling with a few wins. That'll do it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe and all that good stuff in your rugby podcast feeds. I'm Richie McCormick and I'll talk to you tomorrow.